back and we back and we zach is that a little baby song no chance <laughs> jesus christ but hey everyone this is your host of the stock talk podcast my name is josh bojo and joins me by my esteemed co-host nico criticos nico how you doing today fantastic nico how's your week going how is your week going? it's been great beautiful day today um you know stocks are looking good crypto's looking good things are starting to come back so very happy yeah, things are starting to come back, even school. So school starts next two, three weeks for us. So, Nico, how are you feeling that your final semester is coming up? I'm very excited. I'm very excited to get back into in-person classes and talk to some more people and everything like that. You sure you don't want to stay for the summer? No, I don't think so. Okay. Yeah, he's actually going to leave me because I graduated in May. He graduates in December. So I'm going to miss you. I'm going to miss you. But I'm happy that this is almost over. But mm-hmm. – Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Now, the first thing we're going to talk about is the huge comeback from crypto. Now, a few weeks ago with our last, I don't know what episode it was, but where our last guest, Milan, he actually predicted that a huge surge would happen with cryptocurrency. And guess what? We are in that surge. So, people, yep. so Nico, let the people know what's been going on with crypto this past couple of weeks. Okay, so the big driver for crypto has been, the first one was when ARK Invest held that conference with Jack Dorsey and Elon Musk, and... They, Elon Musk said, yes, his companies hold Bitcoin, and he personally owns Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Dogecoin. That was one thing. Then the, the big thing, though, especially that set off Ethereum this past couple days, was that the new uh, London Fork came out. And pretty much what happened is now they're starting to burn Ethereum tokens. So as of this morning, it says, in the past two days, $30 million worth of Ethereum has been burned. So what that means is it they're just they're burning more Ethereum tokens so that the value of one token goes up and and so that's what's causing Ethereum to go up so fast. It's up on in the past month it's up 30 over 31%. And so it's trading at about $3,000 a coin right now. And so I don't know, I'm very excited to see where this goes. That's like a 23ish percent increase or something like that. Well, past month it's up 31%. 31%. So my math is a little bit off on that one, but like, hey, if, you, if y'all listened to the last episode, we even talked about it, and Milan did say it was going to happen. So, mm-hmm. round of applause for Milan for predicting that one. Yeah. So, besides ETH, Nico, what's mm-hmm. some other, is some other crypto going up? Like, how's Bitcoin going? Yeah, Bitcoin's looking great, too. In the past month, Bitcoin's up 29%, and it's trading at over 43000 right now. So, I'm very happy with Bitcoin as well. Now, and I'm, it's good to see that because I, I thought crypto, well, not, I didn't think it was over with, but we're in this hard type of cycle where crypto was like horrible. horrible. Yeah. Like if y'all remember that huge Bitcoin drop, like I, I, I know Nico wanted to himself. <laughs> so <laughs> I, mean, I know you wanted to. It was, but. it was definitely scary the past like couple of months or so. Cause I was down pretty big on Bitcoin and Ethereum. And so it's just it's nice to see things are coming back and they're starting to get implemented into more projects. So I don't know. I think this crypto stuff is, is going to become more mainstream and we should see prices for Bitcoin and Ethereum both skyrocket in the next couple in the next couple of years. What was the restaurant you said that was accepting Bitcoin? Oh, yeah, uh, that was Quiznos. Quiznos. Quiznos is disgusting. Quiznos is the one in um, Denver, Colorado, started accepting Bitcoin for sandwiches. So thought that was interesting too so now you can get pizza from domino's right is it domino's something like that you get pizza from domino's and Quiznos with your bitcoin mm-hmm. and uh you can even go to the oakland a's game with your dogecoin but right and the other thing i sent i sent this to you josh like last week i guess the news that came out there was speculation that amazon was supposed to start accepting bitcoin for payments later this year and then i think the next day it came out and said they said that there's actually no proof of that. Amazon denied that, but they there was something like in a in a a filing that they had to release that that said something about that that had to do with crypto. So I don't know. There's Amazon's probably doing something with crypto, but who knows? We'll have to wait and see. Yeah, very soon you we can be able to buy whatever. Um, yeah, you, think, you can think of mm-hmm. without crypto. I mean, it is it is scary though because I don't really feel like we're anywhere close to 
something like Bitcoin being stable enough to be traded as a currency. Because even when it, you know, for how big of a market cap it, it is at now, it's still, it's too volatile to have it serve as a payment source. So that's a, the only problem. Yeah, so, but we'll see how it goes when next couple years or so. But mm -hmm. Nico, the first early episodes, this one stock is all we talked about. Okay. That was actually a stock pick that you had. Okay, and that's see. actually a stock that I even told my auntie about. <laughs> And now she's up on it a uh -huh. lot. Yeah. Dropbox. That's let right. the people know. Let the real listeners who with us in the beginning of how Dropbox is doing right now. Okay, so Dropbox is up 46% on the year. Woo! The reason this one was such a good pick, like, you know, when it was trading last year, it was trading around $18 a share. Now it's $32 a share is because, so Dropbox mainly um, operates in the cloud uh platform but they also have hello or they have what do they have dot no yeah they have hello sign competitor to DocuSign, and then they also own another company and they pretty much they're, they're just creating this ecosystem of like it's perfect for people who are working from home they can share files they can uh do, do the e-signature stuff and so it, it's kind of similar to like a slack or like a salesforce so they're, they're just building a bit like a Google Drive too. A little yes, bit. like a Google Drive too. And so they're just creating this nice ecosystem for people to work together online. And the thing that was special about this was Dropbox was not getting a lot of attention. Wall Street was not into this one, and it was trading at a super low P.E. ratio. I think it's still trading at a pretty low P.E. of about 20 or so. And so it was just a really easy pick. I just felt because the thing about cloud was, especially with, in uh, relation to Dropbox, was – a lot of people were saying, you know, Microsoft or Google is can take them out of business or, you know, they're going to be a big threat, like how you said Google Drive. But the thing with something like the cloud um, industry is that it's so big that there's plenty of room for all these players to be successful in there. And that's what people need to just remember is some industries are so big that you can have, you know, 10 different players and they're all they're, they will all be successful and continue to grow. So Dropbox was just in the perfect position. It was trading at a cheap valuation, and they were con consistently growing revenues and profits. They have a good management team. So it just it looked like a really good pick. And so I'm up about 55% now. And yeah, Ooh. And yeah I, did, I did tell a lot of people about this stock, and they have you know similar returns. So, yeah, Dropbox has been tremendous this year. This has actually been one of the good picks that he has. Has that mm -hmm. actually been successful? Because <laughs> how's Rolls Royce doing? Oh, Rolls Royce. That one is not good. That one's looking real bad. This is going up. We the, the, we almost close to even. We almost close to even. Right. And the thing with Rolls Royce though is, their their business is is doing just fine. Like they're expected to get back to positive free cash flow within the next six months to a year, and they just sold one of their. Um, another branch of their business to another company for I want to say 70 million dollars so that's good they're, they're they're making their balance sheet and their business model more efficient they're, they're getting rid of the junk and just keeping the more profitable things and at the same time I've been following this company for months now and I've been seeing how they've been making tons of deals with a bunch of companies they're working on a lot of uh, renewable energy things uh, Josh I sent you that one where they were working with Purdue West Lafayette yeah I did see that to do stuff so they just they have so much going on. They have so many contracts. They're working with the government, and the, the the only bad thing with this stock is the share dilution. So that's one thing I wish I would have known before I bought. Because when you look at the stock chart for this, you can see it it was trading above ten dollars a share for the longest time. Then the pandemic came. It went down to you know a dollar forty or whatever it was, dollar fifty. But the problem was. I was kind of expecting it. I was thinking, okay, when things get back to normal, this could be a $10 stock. However, the problem was in that time period, they also doubled the amount of shares that they had outstanding. So that pretty much diluted the share value by half. In other words, when things do get back to normal and the stock is trading at what it was, the share price should only be half of what it was originally. So really the, the upside is going to be it going to $5. That's like best case scenario. And so right now it's at a buck fifty, but me and Josh have not been having a good time with this because it's pretty much just been staying in this, you know, dollar thirty to a dollar sixty range, and that's, mainly dollar. I think the lowest job was like a dollar twenty something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So that's the frustrating part with this company is they're they're doing fine. They're they're doing good. The future is looking bright, but the share price is not reflecting that. 
So that's the frustrating thing with that one. Okay, well, let's switch this up a little bit and talk about a company that we have not talked about that actually has been on the up these okay. past year or so. It's Arbor Reality Trust, Inc. And according to this article by Yahoo Finance, it says Arbor Reality Trust, Inc. announces pricing of public offering mm -hmm. of Series E cumulative redeemable preferred stock. Right. Now, I said a lot of words. <laughs> Now, Nico, can you help, can you help <laughs> yeah, me with so, that? Okay, so that was that's actually not the best. There's two ways to interpret that, okay? The bad way, the bad thing about that is they're issuing more shares, which means I think they wanted to issue them at a price of $15 a share, and the stock's at yeah, 18 15, yeah. 15 yeah. And the uh, the stock's at 18 right now. Okay? Oh, I'm sorry, um, $25 per share, I'm sorry. For mm, 20 it shouldn't be that high. That's Liquidation preference twenty five dollars per share for gross proceeds that's, proceeds of hundred twenty five million. Okay, that sounds high, but very high. Um, and is that eighteen right? It's now? at eighteen, but the the thing here is they've been issuing a lot of shares. That's the that's the only bad part with this stock. Seven hundred fifty thousand shares. Yeah, this past couple of weeks. So they've been issuing lots of shares. So they are diluting shareholder value with that. However, they they're they're in, they're um they're using these this funding though supposedly to invest in new properties and stuff and it's supposed to, you know, work towards the, the success of the business in the future. So as long as they use this stuff right and they keep growing the, you know, the intrinsic value of the company, then that's then that could, you know, balance out the shareholder dilution. But what happened was the past couple of weeks I've been doing research on real estate stocks, okay, and I wanted to find one where I could put my money in something that pays a high dividend, okay, so... Lots of regular companies will pay something like a 2% dividend, maybe a 3% dividend. Um, I have Walgreens. They pay a 4% dividend. But with these REIT stocks, to be in, in order to be a real estate investment trust, that's the REIT stocks, you have to pay out, I believe, 90% of your income in the form of dividends, I want to say. 90%? I think it's 90%. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. So what that, where, where that, what, what happens with that is a lot of these real estate companies will pay out 5% dividend, 7% dividend. Some I've seen some at like 10% and 12%. So I just wanted a high dividend paying REIT stock. And so I went through tons of, I went through probably a hundred of them. Okay. And I wanted to find one that was trading at a good valuation, you know, had good, uh, had a good balance sheet, was growing revenue and profits. And so I, I, I made a YouTube a YouTube video on this a couple days ago. If you go on my channel, Stock Talk with Nico Criticos, you can see where I lay out all the numbers and I compare like t the top five that I found. But this Arbor Realty Trust, this one seems to be the best as far as they're growing super fast and the, the PE ratio is super low, so it's not trading at too high of a valuation and the dividend yield is 7%. So... This one, so I I bought a little bit of this one. The only that the reason I bought a little bit is because the the share price has gone up so much over the past year. In the past year, it's gone from eleven dollars a share to eighteen dollars a share, which is a seventy percent increase. My bad. It's been on a consistent, like steady up point. If you look at the chart, like it's been going up since what is this? Um, September. I mean, even before oh. though, even since two, you know, even before the pandemic, it was going up. Very true. And it's like around where it was 15. now. Fifteen. It hit fifteen, and then the pandemic brought it down to four dollars. Man, that drop. Yeah, so. and so now that that's not horrible. As long as, as long as they um keep growing fast and the valuation's not too high, it's at a PE of seven, which is super low, then they could sustain that. They could keep growing at that pace. But I am not a fan of buying stocks when they are up high. I I always like to buy when they drop around thirty percent or so. And so that's why I'm kind of skeptical. I'm only I only bought a little bit, and then when if this stock drops ten or twenty percent, then I'll buy more. But that's the only thing to watch with this one. But that's as far as a healthy company with a high dividend, growing fast. This is this is like the best one I can find. Yeah, but I I do think it's kind of weird that like they're um, like changing up the entire game while they're up. So I'll, I'll kind of mm -hmm. want to see how that works out with them. Yeah. And okay. so this one, the ticker is ABR, and they specialize in what is it? Uh, single family residential homes and multifamily residential homes, and then I believe something else. I don't know. It's not. It's not offices. I think they do. It's some other thing. I, I made sure it wasn't offices because I know since a lot of businesses aren't going back to work in the office, I didn't want a company that did that. Yeah, it so, says it just says 
multifamily, single family rental and residential yeah, yeah. portfolios. So yeah, that's that's the best uh Oh and some commercial real estate commercial, okay. assets as well. Yeah. So yeah, that's probably the best one I could find for real estate. And they just reported earnings. They were expected uh EPS expected was forty cents and they did forty five cents. So the market cap is high too. I just saw No, that. market cap's low. Wait, what am I looking? Oh, you know what? I I I can't read. You know, you know. I thought this said. I thought the two was like a uh, um seven. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought the two was a seven at first. I said the market cap is high on that. One. Yeah, market cap of two point six billion, which is, it's that's like that's I would I would count that as small. I would count that as a small company, because some of these real estate ones are you know ten, twenty, thirty billion. So, two billion is pretty small. Okay. Now, yeah. Nico, let's talk about some shoes. You know, these okay. are some ugly shoes in my opinion. <laughs> But women love these. I don't understand why. Mm-hmm. Oh, but real quick, Crocs, it is on sale on Amazon. So make sure you get those Crocs <laughs> if you like Crocs. But there's some news about Crocs, Nico. So let the people know what's going on with Crocs. Yeah, so the thing with Crocs is they beat earnings for this past quarter. Okay. They are somehow popular, and I don't know I how. know, and that's what's, that's what's crazy with this is, like, like I, thought, I thought Crocs was just a fad in the past. Okay? But you know what? Crocs reminds me a lot of Tesla, though, a little bit, too. They don't oh. really do that much advertising. I don't. I never oh, you don't seen think a, so? I, I never seen a Crocs commercial. Am I wrong? Have you ever seen a Crocs yeah, commercial? Yeah, I agree. I agree. So they don't spend much on advertisement, and mm-hmm. they're like word to mouth. So and, and they have a lot of fans. And, stands. Right. Tesla has a stand like you, and a lot of women who wear Crocs are stands for Crocs. So okay. I can see that connection. I mean, I see. I personally have never owned Crocs. No one in my family does. I think. But they I have like a good like they look ugly, but they have this one thing called comfort on your side. Yes, and I I mean yeah. I hear good things though from people who have them. They seem to really like them, so I I understand. It's just I've never owned them. Do you see how much they were in like 2016? Are you looking at are you looking at the stock? Yes. Yeah, that's that's the, that's what I'm bringing up here. Oh the stock God. in 2016 was six seven dollars a share, and today is at 140, which means it's 1100. 1,100% return in the last five years, which is incredible. And so that's what it's OMG. just in the past year, it's up 280%. So you would have nearly 4X your money in the in just one year from buying Crocs. Who would who would have guessed? I know. I should have took uh, so, uh took my mommy's credit card <laughs> in high school and got all Crocs. I know. So it's like, I mean, it, it's just, it's interesting how that's coming back now. That's a new, that's a thing that's coming back. But it's cool to see that um, people still have power on what happens during the stock market and such mm-hmm. and such. And that the word of mouth, the power of the word of mouth is still clear and still there. Because so, mm-hmm. I, I never hear anything bad about Crocs. Like, I know I'm, I just got done dissing them. I personally think they're ugly. But the people who own Crocs just always have good things to say. So mm-hmm. I think that's a good lesson for a company. It's just to always have, put your customers first and good things to happen for you, I guess. Mm-hmm. That's right. You got anything else to say about Crocs? That's it. That's it. Okay, first, let's talk more about the country. So, with the COVID-19 variants, the Delta, and uh, there's another one called Doomsday, I believe. I'm not sure. I think it's called Doomsday. I saw one that was called Epsilon. Look up Doomsday, see if that's true. I think it's one called Doomsday. So, with all of these different variants popping up, I know for Purdue Northwest, there's a mask requirement, even if you have uh, the vaccine. To always wear a mask when you're indoors with people. And just see more regulations popping up. I know something else has come up with Illinois. I think they're all their schools. Masks are required. So yeah, it might be another lockdown impending, Nico. I'm, I hope, I'm not saying that it will happen, but a lockdown might happen. So. I, I'm really hoping there's not. And as much as I think, I, I mean, it does look, look like it's going to get worse. Yeah, there is a, there's a doomsday variant and there's the Epsilon that sounds Very so scary. What's 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 the doomsday one? Is there like more information? Let's see. That doomsday one sounds scary. What, what it, well, no, what it's well, it says Delta variant could lead to a doomsday COVID mutation. Oh, okay. So yeah. Oh, okay. So like the mutation of the yeah Delta will lead to doomsday. But I mean, I don't know. Like I can understand. Um, I can understand the mask thing and the vaccine thing. Maybe maybe they push for that as much as they want. But I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't think they're gonna go back to the totally the 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 pandemic thing where you just stay in your house and every business is shut down. I don't think they're gonna go back to that just because of 
how many problems it caused before, how many people lost their jobs, and you know, 100,000 plus businesses had to shut down, and they just went through all these problems, and they're just starting to recover. I find it hard to believe they're gonna like some of these companies, like the Boeing and the, you know, the car, the cruise line companies, the travel companies. They took on so much debt. They took on you know billions and billions of dollars worth of debt. So I find it hard to believe they're just gonna go right back to that and shut everything back down. I think they should just push for the vaccine as much as they want and push for the mask thing, but I don't think they're going to go into a lockdown again. I hope not. I really hope. You know, I would not mind if we went back to those um, airplane and gas prices. Don't oh, worry. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Because I do miss that dollar something. And I know. get a chance to go to Miami round trip for like ninety dollars. That's something I do. Miss. Yeah, I miss I miss when I bought my uh, tickets to Los Angeles for sixty bucks. Yeah, but um, yeah, oh, I don't know. Hopefully, uh, yeah, real quick though, fifty um, percent of the entire American population has been vaccinated. So I think it's more than that. I think it's getting up there. That's the other thing we're going to talk about CVS in a little bit. But I saw that CVS and Walgreens both said in the in the past month. Ever since, ever since this, we've had this this another spike in in c- cases, they said that they've seen a lot more people coming in to get the vaccine. So that's good. That's a good sign. You know, while we're here, let's just talk about Walgreens and CVS now. Uh-huh. I see Walgreens is going back up, CVS too. So that's probably a good thing with the them having the vaccine. More yeah. people come in there buying stuff, buying right. pills, and buying chips and stuff. So right, and that was the initial. For Walgreens, like month, like six months ago, it got all the way down to thirty-five dollars a share. Okay, at one point, this was a stock that was over seventy, so it was down to thirty-five. Then the bull case for this was when people are coming in to get the vaccine into Walgreens and CVS, that is going to increase Walgreens revenue because people are going to be spending money in there, right? Mm-hmm. Well, what happened was when they reported earnings a couple weeks ago, Walgreens, this is, they said. Yes, we're expecting vaccines to slow down in the next couple months because mo- most of the people who wanted to get a vaccine already had gotten one in the first, you know, a couple months it was out. So that so Wall Street sold. I don't know about Wall Street, but the stock sold off a decent amount. I want to say seven percent it dropped, eight percent it dropped, and that's so that's when I bought in. I bought in right around that forty-eight dollar mark. And now the way the things are changing now, though, because. CVS just reported earnings a couple days ago, and they beat earnings and they raised guidance because they said more people. They're are... blowing them out the water. Let's just say. Well, that right now. Th- I mean, <laughs> the way I look at it is, CVS and Walgreens. Yes, they're competitors, but they kind of they, they they're kind of the exact same thing. Very I true. I don't know if there's much of a difference. So, if CVS raises, if whatever CVS says, Walgreens is probably going to have something similar to say. And so, if people are going to get vaccines at both of these places, that's going to help both companies out. And so that's why I bought into Walgreens at 47. But where's Walgreens at now? Is it still it's, at it's, around it's, 50, it's, 47? It's, it's still at 47, yeah. It's not moving yet. And then CVS, I think, is like at 80-something, am I correct? Yeah, CVS is higher. Um, but CVS, they're not trading as, as cheap at a, as a valuation as Walgreens is. That's the difference. And CVS is actually much bigger of a company than Walgreens. They have Their market cap is like t- almost twice the size of, of Walgreens. Hmm. Yeah, so CVS is a lot bigger. But yeah, that that's why that's why I think Walgreens stock is a buy and they pay a 4% dividend. So you're getting for you're getting paid 4% to do nothing and the share price is not going to go it, it will it, the share price will go to 60 plus dollars eventually. It's not going to stay down in this 30 40 dollar range for that long. It won't. And so that's why I'm bullish on Walgreens. Do you think this is something you would buy? Now I think I would buy Walgreens just because it's lower now and it should be going up. You know, mm-hmm. Walgreens has been around. It's been a, here with this country as long as I, I can remember. I don't yeah. know, like 1800s. Yeah, I think it's 1800s. Let's see. Exactly. So, and plus the logo is just so familiar. It's Walgreens all over the place. Yeah, 1901. They started in Deerfield, Illinois, 1901. Exactly. So, yeah, and we're Illinois. So it's from it's like a home company for. Uh, us here at Illinois slash Indiana, the Midwest or whatever. So, yeah, I probably would buy into Walgreens. When did you buy in at? I bought in at 48. 48. And what's, how much is that now? Right now it's at 47. I think I might get it. Yep. I think I might get it Monday or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see. Actually, uh, I'll probably get it. I'll probably get it. Yeah. I, I do think it'd be going up So I think it's a good one, yeah. And especially when um, more people are going to be coming in. when, the v- v- Unfortunately, when the variants 
Mm-hmm. No, those numbers rise up again with school again. And uh, especially because even uh, young kids can't get it now. A lot of young oh, yeah. kids. So whenever they lower their age, I know a lot of parents going to want to have their kids take that. So Yep. And so in 2017, Walgreens stock was $87 a share. And so what? a couple things happened that pushed the stock down. But one of the recent ones was when Amazon announced that they are doing uh, delivery for their pharmacy side of their business. And so that hurt Walgreens. A lot of investors thought that. Oh, yeah, true. I forgot about that. They, yeah. they used to um, deliver. Yes. However. But, um, but didn't they say they're bringing that back for the elderly? Amazon or Walgreens? Walgreens. Yes. Like a month ago, Walgreens said they are going to start doing delivery now. Okay. And so that kind of balanced things out. But the stock, is it still has not um, recovered to where it should be. And so that's why I think 47 is cheap. 47 is cheap. Why wh- Why do you think that is, though? Like how wise – like I, I know you just said that CVS it does more than Walgreens and is a bigger company, but why don't you think – Walgreens is like half of the price of CVS. Half, well, the, the price doesn't really matter. It's not about the price. It's about the, it's about the market cap, and it's about where the stock normally trades and how much it's fallen and what the valuation is. It, what it really comes down to is, is how much investors are willing to pay for the company's earnings. The PE ratio and okay. the, is is one of the most important things, and especially the forward PE ratio because that means what price you're paying for the future earnings. And so this year has been a great year for Walgreens. Their earnings are going to be high. So this is this is a good one. This is a good one. Go to Walgreens, ladies and gentlemen. Get you some pills. Um, yeah, go to Walgreens. Don't go to CVS. Yes. I, I, I think I go to Walgreens more to CVS, though, too. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. But besides that, let's talk about the younger generation. Let's talk about our generation versus Wall Street. Mm-hmm. So this young thing of the consumer Versus Wall Street. Probably started back with the Wall Street boys a couple months ago. Am I right? It might have been that. The, the Wall Street bets? Yeah, it, it might have that, been that. That's a big part of it. That's a big part of it. Okay, so now with us growing up, like we're, like I was just saying, me and Nico graduated. So we're like the first generation, Generation Z kids. Yes, we're Gen mm-hmm. Z, if you, if you all didn't know, of going into the stock market, having stuff, stuff to say. Mm-hmm. So, Nico, how do you think that's going to balance with Wall, Wall Street versus Generation Z? When these next couple of years approach, right, it's going to be very different, and I think, I think Wall Street and I think Wall Street's going to have majority power, okay, for for a long time. I think you know they're still going to have they're going to be in control, but the difference now is it's so much more accessible to, to everyday people just to download an app on your phone and start trading, and especially with things like the internet where people can communicate and you can get things like Wall Street bets to you know, change the prices on stocks and have Wall Street have to pay for it, things like that. Um, the other thing is I think people more people our age are going to they, they want to control their money. They don't they're not eager to, you know, put their money into some hedge fund or something. And I mean the, the what really got me thinking about this was I've been watching a lot of movies lately about like I watch a documentary. <laughs> movies. <laughs> I've been I watch I watch the big short. Okay. Uh, did he watch on Wolf of Wall Street? <laughs> I've seen that one before too. Yes, but I've, I watched a documentary on like the 2008 financial crisis, and just wait—is that the one on HBO Max you were telling me about? It's called Inside Job. That sounds familiar. Was that it, on HBO Max? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. It's a couple years old. It, it won a bunch of awards, I think. Okay, but it just—it it really like I don't know. It changed my perspective perspective on when it shows you like. The people who are in charge of these firms, like the Morgan Stanley and the Bear Stearns and the Lehman Brothers, they are also the people who are working at these like these uh, organizations, like the SEC and like these different the, the organizations that are supposed to watch over the companies. They're it's the same people, so it's like it's kind of like a scam. It's kind of that's the only bad thing, and so that's why I think it's important that you know everyday retail investors gain some power over that, you know, because otherwise they, they're, they'll lose money. They will lose money. Walsh, and, Walsh. and another thing about our generation is we have the internet. To our we disposal. have the internet, right. We have been looking at the internet since as, as a child. Now, a lot of the younger generation, probably what's the last generation? Was that millennials? Millennials, yeah. They, like, it's, it was like a weird thing for them to have a computer mm-hmm. when they were young. But us, we had computers and phones and Google to our technology. So right. all the knowledge is out there in the world on the internet. And yeah. now we're actually using that to our advantage. Exactly. So you can't exactly. um, 
You can, Wall Street can't say only us can do this job. Exactly. You can't say that anymore. Well, maybe they have some. Maybe they have some things that you know. That's maybe they have some advantages. Okay, maybe some. But for all the different SEC filings, the 10K reports, the earnings reports, the conference calls, all that is on there on the internet, and everyone's giving their opinion, and you can see almost all the data you need to see. So Wall Street does not have nearly as much of, of an advantage as they once did. That's the thing. So. I don't know, the regular retail investors. Here's the other thing that I wanted to point out. Wall Street has more short-term goals in mind. Okay, they, they're, they're saying, how can we make money on the quarter? What's going to be hot over the next couple months? The, and where the retail investor could come in and say, okay, I, I'm okay with it, this stock being weak this quarter because I know that over the next six months to a year, this stock is going to outperform. And there's lots of examples of that. There's lots of examples where a stock will say, we're having a tough time over this quarter, but after that, everything will be just fine. That's what, that's what I see a lot of now because of the supply chain issues and just like the, what's it called? The semiconductor chip shortage right now, that's causing a lot of problems. And so companies will say, okay, we're having problems this quarter, but afterwards, everything's going to be fine. And, and that's where Wall Street will sell off on that news and a retail investor can buy into that news and then hold for a year and make good returns. So that's the other plus side is we're, we we're not, we don't have pressure on us to meet a deadline or hit a certain return. We're not managing other people's money, so we we have a lot of advantages too. True, true, true. But um, back to the um, what should we call it? Things the sh chip shortage. The chip shortage. Is there any news of when that will stop or anything? Because I'm trying to build my PC. Well, it looks like <laughs> definitely in it's definitely sometime in 2022. It'll it'll be next year because. It looks like things are getting postponed because they didn't expect it to take this long. Mm -hmm. um, there are a lot of chip makers. Okay, you have um, you have the Intel, you have the Taiwan Semiconductor, you have there, there's a, there's a bunch of them. Okay, but the thing is, is they have to have they need they need more time to process these orders and get these things ready. And there's such a high demand right now. All these companies are trying to get the chips to make stuff. That's why Ford and GM they. Ford, and, Ford just fired like a thousand employees, and they cut production just just for that reason alone. Then you have companies like iRobot also having the same problem. They can't make their products because of the chip shortage, mm -hmm. and that's just it's driving up costs for the business. It's hurting the profits, and so that it, that's it's a short term problem though. You know, a year from now we should not have a chip shortage. It's not going to last forever. Yeah, and it's not only just chips like. All these different types of material, it's a high cost, even for transportation, it's high. So mm -hmm. that's a big factor why everything else is so expensive. That's, you know? the, other, that's the other thing hurting businesses, too, is the the price it, it, it costs to ship materials and get things. Just the whole supply chain is having a really tough time right now. Yeah, like I don't even think McDonald's has a dollar menu anymore. Mm -hmm. That's so sad anymore. Yep. It's so sad. But you said, what about the su supply chain? I can hear you. The supply chain, it's having lots of problems right now. It's just for so many different things. There's high demand. Um, people are just getting back to work now. Yeah. And th that's another reason why we can't afford to have another lockdown. Because that and will a lot really... of people aren't going to work too. Right. Yeah. Right. And actually this past week they did come out with job numbers. And it was a little bit better. I believe, let's look up, I think it was, they were, let's see. They added 943,000 jobs in July. So that's good. They said they were expecting July to have unemployment of 5.9% and unemployment came in at 5.4%. Mm -hmm. So un so a little bit less unemployment. So that's good. Things are looking better. Things are looking better. And so that that's going to fix part of the supply chain issues and then hopefully things will get back to normal. But businesses are under a lot of pressure right now as far as the rising costs, the you know, they can't keep up with demand. That's that's pretty much the underlying story for a lot of businesses, especially ones that demand that are that rely on those chips. Yeah, so we talked about cruises earlier. Uh, has there been any news with all these variants? Has cruises just stopped at all or anything? Well, in July they opened back up, or they started opening back up. They their plans were September and November to get more cruises opened up, and it looks like they're they're adding more rules. I don't know if they're requiring vaccines yet. I think they were they were talking about it. I don't think they have not done that yet though. I think a lot of companies are just going to require everyone to have a vaccine. Though. I think so, too, because they already did that in New York City. To get into all the restaurants and gyms, you need a vaccine. Okay. And then a bunch of employers now, um, where my mom works at Middle, 
they you need a vaccine there and united airlines is requiring vaccines so it's it's becoming more widespread now so it's like that should help that should help speaking of airlines did you hear about the spirit news oh carnival it says carnival cruise lines they just require a mask on board okay but did you hear about the spirit Air- airlines yes news? i saw that um like one they day can't, they canceled 50 percent of their flights and the next day they, they canceled they, a whole bunch like too. it was like 500 flights canceled yeah people were getting really mad I mean, and they, that's you. You hear so. I I normally fly. I flew Spirit a lot in the past. Ew. And you hear so many bad things, because, like, they were making up so many excuses. Like, they said the weather was bad. They said we had a power outage. They said we don't have enough staff on the plane. So I don't know. I don't. I don't fully trust them. I don't. That I would not rely on them too much. Yeah, I'm still an American, so I mean. <laughs> Probably Southwest American. How are you? Too. Um, how's that position doing? It's not doing bad. It's not doing bad. I'm still up. Still up. So that's a good thing. What percent are you up? Um, let me check. Cause you, it hasn't been that long since you bought it, right? Yeah. If anything, I would think it'd be down. I thought the recover. I thought a lot of the travel stocks were down. I bought it at seventeen. Is that twenty dollars? So what's that? Oh, that's not bad. Yeah. So that's a what? Fifteen percent. Seventeen. Seventeen. That's good. That's that's awesome. So hey, go American. Mm-hmm. That's good. Thank God I'm not in spirit though. But is that actually spirit is actually more the stock price is actually more than American. Yeah. But I don't know what Spirit is doing. It's like that one joke. Yeah, you heard that one joke about Spirit yes. Airlines. If you uh hop on a spirit plane, you might see your spirit. I know, I know. But I fly I, I flew Spirit most of the time just because it's the cheapest one. But now I kinda understand. Yeah, why. you understand why. Now I, I know why. I, I usually fly Southwest. Mm-hmm. JetBlue is nice too, but JetBlue is kinda expensive. Is it? But see, I'm kind of surprised you're up on that position because right around the time you bought it, that's when a lot of the recovery stocks or the, I guess, recovery or travel stocks were coming back. And then now these past couple of weeks, ever since we heard more about the cases rising, a lot of these, because I have two stocks that are similar. I have uh, Wind Resorts and I have Carnival Cruise Line. Mm-hmm. And those fell big time. Those fell a lot. Wind Resorts went from 135 down to 90. Jeez. Carnival Cruise Line went to, it was in the 30s. I want to say 32 or something, 32, and it went all the way down to 20. And so I bought in at 20. I got in at the perfect time. I bought in at 20, and that's a, that's another good one to buy too. That's a Carnival is a good one to buy it if you can get it at 20, 22, even like 24. Those are those are good prices because they pay a dividend and they're the biggest cruise operator. So that's that's a pretty good company to own. Now, Nico, I know you wanted to talk more about Clorox. So what exactly did you want to talk about? Okay, exactly. let's, let's take a look at this. Well, um, actually, we got Clorox wipes somewhere around here. It's over yeah. there. If if, you, if you're on your YouTube video, you see it in my hands. Even, not, not really, but just imagine a yellow Clorox box. Okay, so the thing about Clorox hands. was I was actually debating buying this. This, this. Normally, this is not the type of company I'd want to be in, but... Why not? Well, they, it doesn't seem like a fast-growing company. Very true. And it's not. They just sell Clorox products. So, but here's the here's the, here's the, it's it's kind of convincing right now. Here's the would have been nice if you bought it like before the pandemic, and then everyone just goes nuts. I know about Clorox wipes. I know. And so the the bad thing is they did they did miss earnings a couple of days ago. The ex- expected earnings per share was a dollar thirty six, and they were mm-hmm. they reported ninety five cents. So definitely not the best. That is not okay. good. That's not good. But here's but but um. The, the, the share price kind of overreacted. So this stock normally trades at around $150 a share, okay? Normally $150. For the pandemic, all the hype sent this stock up to 238 Okay, big increase there. Now they reported earnings. Stock fell 11%. Okay. It's down to 163. So this is this is where it normally this is where it was trading before the pandemic. And so the good thing about this is they pay a dividend of 2.7% and the PE ratio is 29. Those are that's not those are not those are not bad metrics. So mm-hmm. if you can get Clorox at 100 around 160 bucks a share, I don't think that's that's not a bad idea. That's why I was kind of debate I don't know. I, I don't know if this would be a good buy or not. I mean it's that's not a big growth stock, but it's definitely a good value play right now. Yeah, and, just, it, and it and it should be like like you said consistent. It should be very consistent. So, yeah, and you like boring and consistent with your yeah, stocks. Sometimes, sometimes yeah. I, I do like that. Yeah, 
Because if a stock is hyped up, it's normally a bad time to buy. It's normally going to fall. But yeah, if you're into if if you if you're looking for a good value play with a good dividend, Clorox might be the one for you. But yeah. well, what I know um, these past week or so, a lot of companies have been reporting earnings. So what's some big high earning numbers Let's that you've been see. seeing? Though? Like how's Apple doing, or um, I don't know, Amazon. Amazon. Amazon fell. What? Amazon fell. I wonder why. You think because of Bezos? Um, Facebook. Facebook had great earnings. Facebook had expected EPS of three dollars and two cents. They reported Thank you to all the old people on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. And they they did EPS of three dollars and sixty cents. Okay. So big beat there. Um, Facebook is in the last couple months it's up fifteen percent. That's Facebook's a very good company to own. Um, what else we got? Let's let's check Amazon. Amazon fell, yes. So Amazon, it was it was riding high. It was at thirty seven hundred. Hmm. Then they reported earnings, and they 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 had a great beat. Expected EPS was twelve dollars. They did fifteen dollars. And so that's why I think they um, I'm not sure if they had bad. I'm not sure if they gave lower guidance or what. But the stock went from thirty seven hundred to thir- to thirty three hundred. So if you want some Amazon, this is not this is not the worst price. Thirty three hundred is not bad. It's not great, but it's not bad. It's just average. I wonder why for the drop though. What's the name of Bezos' um, space thing? Um, Blue Origin. Yeah, look that up. But I wonder why. Like, what was the reason for Amazon's well, drop off? Well, let's see. Let's see. Because people are still buying from Amazon. Probably not as much as during COVID time, but people are still buying from Amazon. Mm-hmm. Oh, quarterly quarterly sales miss. So maybe revenue was down. Maybe pro- maybe profit. Let's see. Yeah, revenue was revenue. They missed revenue. They missed revenue. They huh. they beat profits. Um analysts were expecting 150 Oh, see they were expecting this is this is for one quarter. Just just think about this. This is a 3-month period. For 3 months, they had ex- expectations of 115 billion dollars of Jesus. revenue, okay? They came in with 113 billion. So just that sent the stock down. See? So it might be a reverse effect. So you know when Amazon came out, it kind of pushed out all these regular shops, businesses, Mm -hmm. and like the malls area. So Mm -hmm. maybe when more people coming back outside, they're saying, hey, F Amazon. I'm going out to local businesses buying things. So maybe it was the reverse effect maybe. That could be. And how you said, during the pandemic, everybody was buying from Amazon. Yeah. That helped them. But now people are out. People are now going to downtown Chicago's, L.A.'s, New York's. That's right. Things of that nature. Malls. Malls are packed now. So Mm -hmm. that might be the... That but I mean, but I mean, that doesn't mean it's a bad buy right now, though, because Amazon, there, it's it's Amazon. They're into so much. It's yeah, of course. I, I'm just saying, like, what was the reason for the drop off? Yeah. I'm just thinking of ideas in my head or whatever. Right. But now, another one I want to bring up is I think let's see, this is an interesting one. Okay, so Uber Uber actually beat EPS. The only problem with Uber though is so they were expected to lose fifty cents a share. Okay, the share price is at forty four dollars. And they were expected to lose fifty cents per share. They came in with EPS of negative thirty-eight cents a share. Hmm, okay. Okay. So that that's that's good and bad. The good is that they they didn't lose as much money as they were expecting to. The bad is that this company is still losing money. And I think I read that one reason that is is because they are giving out such big bonuses and incentives to keep their employees that that is hurting their profits. Okay. You see, so that's one thing. And I, oh, I don't believe that. What do you mean? He said that. Wait, repeat what you said. Okay. <laughs> they're they're giving out big, like incentives for the yes to keep employees. That's be who who said that? The news. That's bullshit. What what, what news? <laughs> I don't know. I I saw it on the news. Okay. That's bullshit. But that's, I, I I hate when I hate when people say that's that. That's not totally wrong though because I see the same thing. They they give out like a thousand dollar bonuses for signing up and stuff. Now, for the workers, I'm speaking for the workers, that sounds phenomenal. Yeah. For everyone else, f- f- fuck that. Fuck that. No. Hell with that shit. Mm-hmm. Fuck that bullshit. We well, need bonuses, more bonuses. I would love to have a $5,000 um, cash incentive. I know. Well, so, some of these other companies like Amazon, they're giving out a lot of bonuses if you have the vaccine. They are. So there's they that are. too. Got Got to keep that in mind. Yeah, but all these large companies are making so much money. Like yeah. $119 billion in three months. That's that's Amazon. That's that's a one of a kind. Though. That's the only company. Exactly. Maybe Apple. Maybe Apple similar. 
Yeah, um, but Apple, still making billions of dollars. But oh, you can't give your a uh, couple hundred employees a thousand dollars for all the hard, hard work they do. Yep. Shut up! Shut yep. up! Who um, said that? ABC Seven, another large I don't corporation. Know. I know. Um, I read that in one of the financial articles. I don't know. Okay. Well, yeah. But, don't believe that. I don't believe that. I always say power to the people and power to the workers. Okay. Then we have next up. We have Apple expected EPS of a dollar a share. They did a dollar thirty. So I might be buying me an Apple Watch. Oh, really? You know what? I don't know what to do. Cause I saw the trade-in price for my phone. Mm -hmm. I could get a new phone for the same price as I, an Apple Watch. I, I get the so phone. I don't know what to do. I get the phone. You think so? Yeah. I have the Apple Watch, and I'm I'm huge into health and fitness, and I don't I still don't think it's worth it. Yeah, like the only reason why I would get an Apple Watch is just to say I have an Apple Watch. Yeah. So now, Nico, mm -hmm. I will say the past couple years until now, mobile gaming has become very, very cool. Mm -hmm. Mobile games such as Mobile Cod. Um, what's another game? Yeah, so you can pick up about the iPhone. Like, they have their own Apple Arcade. Mm -hmm. And a lot of these games are becoming very high-tech. It has become good games, too. Mm -hmm. So, I actually want to give your opinion on this one place called Skills. Yeah. So, Skills, can you let the people know what exactly Skills is? And just talk more about it. Kyle. Yeah, so Skills is the leading company in developing mobile games, okay? And... The, their their business model looks fantastic. I was actually a couple of months ago. I was going to buy this stock because they acquired another company that was supposed to bring them more customers and make more money off the customers. Mm -hmm. And that's when the the company was not, that was it was nine it was twenty dollars a share, nineteen dollars a share. Well, I'm very happy I didn't I did not buy that stock. And the main reason I didn't was because this company does not make a profit. That's the problem. Okay. So this past quarter they were expected to lose. 10, 10 cents a share, okay, which is not horrible. However, they reported negative 21 cents a share, so that's not good. So mm -hmm. the stock fell 15% this week, okay, and Jesus now it's $12 Christ. a share. It was at $43 just in, in February. It was at $43 only because uh, that, that it was a Wall Street bet stock. Oh, okay. So that it was like a meme stock. Really, the stock should be trading between like 10 to 20, but... I don't know. I, I'm still. I'm very like. I'm. I'm iffy on this company because. I think okay. So mobile gaming is like, mobile gaming is the biggest, gaming. Like there's way more people on mobile gaming than any other platform compared to any of the other consoles and PC. So that's what's so, interesting about this company. They're they're in such a. They have such a huge opportunity here. They just need to learn how to make a profit. Exactly. And so, but but if if you. Like if you can if you can think long term, and you want to take a little bit of a risk, this this stock is trading super cheap right now. It's only it's only twelve bucks a share. That's that's the lowest it's. If you look at the stock chart for the past year, that's where it bottoms out at. It's it's pretty much gone. You know, ten to fifteen dollars a share, and then it went to forty three, came back down, spent time in the fifteen twenty dollar range, and now it's twelve. So this is this is at the bottom. If you if you want to take a chance, it's just it could be a while before they turn a profit. That's the only thing. And like I was saying, like mobile games are becoming kind of like good quality games. Not all just temporal runs. What's another one? Subway Surfers. These mm -hmm. games are being pretty fun and pretty nice and well detailed too on your phone. So yeah, hey, you might want to think about skills on this. So interesting one there. Now, Nico, you also were talking about large cap still overvalued. That's right. That's so right. let the people know more about that too. Okay, this is still um, if we're gonna have a stock market correction or a crash. Which I think we 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 might we might um, unemployment ends next month, and I don't know. There, we'll see what happens with that. But if we do have a crash, the first things that will crash. The other thing that could cause a problem is when the Feds raise interest rates. So interest rates are still low. They're not supposed to be raised until another year. I want to say around a year, but that's gonna kill us. But they, when they if they do the the Wall Street could react very badly to that. So let's say they raise rates in six months or even a year, or whatever. Just, just the, the, just the, the, the thinking about that, just the talking about when that's going to happen. Wall Street could take that news very bad, and that could cause a lot of stocks to go down. Shit, now, I, I, I'm taking that news bad right yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> now here's here's the bad thing though. The bad thing is the large cap stock. So so large cap. I, I want to say that's, um, I believe it's over twenty billion dollar market cap. I I always think it changes though because that's that those rules were those guidelines were made when the biggest company might have been a five hundred billion dollar company or something. 
Now we have companies that are over $2 trillion. So I like to think of $20 billion as more of a middle-sized company. But I think the way they're, they're, they're gauging that is the company is over $20 billion. They're considered a large cap. And normally they trade at a PE of around, I want to say, uh, 16 or so. I want to say around 16. Right now they're trading at a PE of 21. Okay. So that's very high, especially when you compare to mid-cap and small-caps. Mid-cap and small-caps are where the deals are at right now. That's where the P.E. ratios are historically trading lower. And so the first thing I think that's going to crash is the large-caps. That means the Apple, the Google, the Facebook, the Tesla, the anything like that, especially the ones that have high P.E. ratios. So the, the Zooms, the Shopify's, the Squares, those type of companies, even though they have fantastic business models, this is why I sold my Shopify this past last week. They have they have great business models, but the valuation is high. They have PE ratios of 150, 250, 350. That's super high. It should be at like a, a 30 or something. And so that's what I think is going to crash first. Okay. Then we have the potential that some of these other ones, the 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 smaller cap stocks, those could crash too. But it's just something to keep an eye on. If if you're going to buy something, be careful. And personally, I have been more into heavy, heavier on cash lately. I'm trying to sell out how I said I'm selling out of some of my larger cap stocks that I feel like are trading at high valuations, like a Shopify or a Trade Desk. What? You sold Shopify? I sold, I, I sold the majority. Wow. I think I, no, I sold all of it. I sold all of it. Oh, so you going to sell Tesla next? No. Tesla, I'm keeping. Jesus Christ. Tesla, I'm going to keep. You, you, uh, you bought any SpaceX? No. No. SpaceX, that's not public. Oh my God! It's not. No, I'm thinking about Virgin. Virgin, yeah. The Virgin Mary. Mm-hmm. And what's the other one? What's Bezos' company? Blue Origin. Blue Origin. How, how's Blue Origin going? They already asked you that. That's not public either. Jesus Christ! I need to like make a private company. Oh, I already have one. Honored House Productions. You're right. You're right. You're right. But but, but besides that, Nico, you got anything to add that, to this conversation? That's pretty much it for today. Be careful what you're buying, and if you're gonna buy something, make sure it's at a low P.E. ratio or preferably a smaller market cap company. Yeah, and I'll end this with stay masked up, um, mm-hmm. be safe, don't get hurt. And if you're in college, get ready because this semester is going to be pretty fun, going to be pretty fun. I can't wait to get done with school. I'm like in school, uh, I, I, I'm like, I don't know what I just said, but I can't wait to be done. Like, I don't know about you, but I'm ready to go. Yeah. You, yeah. you, you feel the same? Yeah. So. Once again, my name is Josh Bochy, and this is episode 18 of the Stock Talk Podcast, joined to me by today by my esteemed co-host, Nico. Criticos. Y'all have a good one, and we'll see y'all later. Peace.